0: Or it, this world, for that matter of fact,
1: it never ends, and it until they stop telling us to keep striving for a perfect body, it never will end.
0: I've said this before, but the the networks preach all the time, and so does like like uh, all your your media icons and all of it, ad campaigns, this and that. Yet. They always go back to what they view the perfect body to be, right?
1: Which is most of that's the time. That's what they
0: perceive, I should
1: unrealistic, say.
0: Unrealistic. It's impossible.
1: Unattainable.
0: I think it's impossible for a lot of people. I I'd, I'd, I could almost bet you that for most, your family doctor would tell you, tell you that's not a healthy goal.
1: And a lot of the images that we see aren't even real.
0: It's impossible. They're
1: Photoshopped, they're edited, they're retouched.
0: Most young people, I think, they know that you can fix things because they have all the apps. But when they see a celebrity in a bikini or or a guy with their shirt off or this or that or celebrity couples that look perfect, they don't realize that the vast majority of them have been Photoshopped on top of these individuals eating, and I'm not kidding, like boiled, boneless, skinless <laughs> chicken breast and steamed broccoli. which that's, I'm not kidding.
1: There's more to life than boiled chicken.
0: There is. But this obsession, and it's really, really, and I will be the first to admit, it's they, they target predominantly young women.
1: And I grew up in the 90s, and that's when diet culture, which you hear a lot about, uh, in the media really ramped up and it was the, the Slim Fest and the Weight Watchers and the LA weight loss and the Atkins diet and the South beach diet, all of that. And that's, I mean, that's the tip of the iceberg. Right. Keto,
0: the, it's, the list just on, goes on. on. The,
1: the, the stuff that they try to sell right. you, that there's something wrong with you that they can fix if you pay them. Right. And so, and, and, and on top of that, there was the, the 90 supermodels which were very thin. But it goes and It was back. that like waif-like look.
0: But when you say that, I can tell you going back to the 70s, if you recall, maybe you, you, you obviously don't remember. You were I was born, born in, in 84. But But in the 70s also, it was that stick-thin figure, yep. and there was a girl named Twiggy. Twiggy. Right? And that I remember in the mid-70s when I was very, very young, all of the girls in high school... And college age striving to be stick thin. You go to the 80s, oh, yeah. the, the 80s that you and here we are, 40, 50 years removed from that, and we've accomplished nothing.
1: And I've seen some some really interesting posts on social media that speak to exactly what you're saying. And it's like the ideal body, quote unquote, has changed. Over the years, like there was the like Marilyn Monroe, like the curves and then there was Twiggy and then there was like the athletic body of like uh, Cindy Crawford. And then there was like the Kim Kardashian with the teeny tiny waist and the big voluptuous curves. And so it's like this this ideal body that they're trying to sell us is constantly changing. And so we're just aiming. We're not even aiming at a target.
0: When did Hollywood Versus medical professionals get to dictate what the perfect body was.
1: As long as there's been Hollywood. Right. Right. I mean, as long as there's been.
0: Well, it's the media. Media. Right. It's media in general. And, you know, the biggest struggle, it's way worse now than it was even 20 or 30 years ago because of social media. And the internet.
1: And thankfully, there has been some small change from some magazines, like changing their messaging and their headlines and and having more body inclusivity inside the pages of the magazines. Um, But it's nowhere near fixed or better
0: or resolved. Not even close. For example, give people, and I, well, well, let's, let's talk about what just happened to Camila Cabello.
1: So, Camila Cabello is a 25 year old pop singer.
0: And we watched her open for Taylor Swift, and she is dynamite live.
1: Phenomenally talented. Amazing talent. She was Cinderella in the Amazon uh, redo of Cinderella. And and that was was fantastic. Excellent. She's a great actress. She's a great singer. Um, And she's posted multiple times on her social media calling out haters that have. Body shamed her online, Uh, but most recently she posted an essay on Twitter about body insecurity following uh, a trip to the beach in Miami and being inundated by the paparazzi. And she basically um, says, this is a, a quote from her Twitter post, I felt the emptiness and sadness of our culture's thoughts that became my thoughts. And she's talking about striving for this ideal body when she wishes she would have just been able to go have fun. Right she makes a lot of good points part it, i think go
0: ahead well i am just wondering uh real quick is there did she reference or retweet any of the responses or negative comments that she was making reference to i mean what are what are some of the things people were saying because if you look at her in that bikini she looks fantastic uh, i'm like, I, i'm trying to figure out Exactly. She
1: references um, comments that have been made about her on social media before, but doesn't.
0: In regards to what?
1: To, in, to her body. So, are, but are, she doesn't. She doesn't call any of them out.
0: Here's what I'm. Here's what. Here's, here's the point I'm getting to. Are they saying that she's overweight, or are they saying she's out of shape? What, what are they saying?
1: I don't know what they're saying. And in, in her post isn't about what they're saying. Okay. Her post is about how she feels, okay. and how much thought and time she's put into worrying about her body and how much pain it's caused her to do that when she feels good.
0: She just wants to go to the beach and enjoy and the afternoon. And just wants to
1: go to the beach. And she, she talks about how um, she anticipated that there would be photographers, so she didn't eat anything that morning. Isn't that and sad? She, and, and this is, I mean, she's calling to light what i think a lot of women feel like and there's no one there to paparazzi them right but i think this is a these are common thoughts that women i'm speaking for women because i am a woman um have about body insecurities and they're not in our heads no is, no these it's mas- not in your head these messages are are we're inundated with them for our whole lives
0: it, it it's disheartening in the sense that we have a daughter who's not even in kindergarten yet. She's in pre-K and she has made reference uh, to fat. I don't want to be fat. I don't want a big belly. She actually came home the other day. And when I, when I picked her up, she was like, you know how she's always playing. She was like, dad, when I when I'm older, I'm gonna have four babies, one for each of us. Of course she was making reference. <laughs> she was making rents reference to you, to me, to Noah, and to herself. Oh. She was going to adopt. She said oh. she was going to adopt oh. four babies. I was like, Well, that's very kind of you. That's awesome. What a great way to give four babies a home. She goes, Yeah, I don't want to have babies because I don't want to get fat. What? And I was like, here we go. I'm like, I, I, I didn't That's say, awful. I didn't say anything because I don't, you don't want to,
1: well, it's, it's.
0: Right, right. But I'm, I was wondering, tricky. where did she hear that?
1: I can promise it was not from us.
0: <laughs> I know, but I'm just wondering where did she hear that? Or was it something she saw on a YouTube channel? I, I, I don't know. Is it just her visual of a pregnant it's, woman? Cause she knows that they look like with the round belly, right? She knows what she's figured that out.
1: It's so devastating to hear that. It is. It's horrible. Because she's five years old. Right. I remember being five years old and thinking about being fat.
0: That's sad. That I, is sad. I,
1: I remember it. And it's so sad because we've taken a path in our home where we don't, she does not hear us say that word. Well, if mean, you, it's, it isn't, it's just not talked about. Right. We don't I, say it.
0: As a, as a parent, I can tell you this. If your children constantly hear you complain about the way you look or what you're trying to do to combat weight gain or whatever, it's going to rub off on them. And that's going to be something that's going to stick in their mind. It, 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 it just will. It's not even a question.
1: And so as much effort as we've put into protecting her from those messages. I knew
0: we wouldn't be able to, you know. She's
1: only five and she's already getting exposed to them. Right. Most likely you know, on the playground kids talk and that's, I don't know. She's, she doesn't go a lot of places other than that. So, I mean, it just makes me so sad. And like, I, I follow a lot of body positive accounts on Instagram and I, I consume a lot of that kind of content. So I thought we were doing a little bit better,
0: but we've been down this or when, 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 uh, companies in general, have said that they were going to try to turn the table on this. I think, let's just use Victoria's Secret as an example, or Barbie, right? Mm -hmm. They tried to, those are two companies on on the opposite ends of the spectrum as far as little girls and then grown-up women, right? right? But they both tried to deal with the body image issue. My, and I've seen this, I'm telling you for decades, they say one thing, but they always go back and do another because you want to know why the thin stuff sells. And if you don't believe me, you want to know what, and I learned this in three decades of broadcast, the only thing, the only product I ever saw that never came and went and that was just always constantly there was diets. Mm -hmm. And they are, they make a fortune and it never goes away; it they never go away. And a lot of times, they're all basically the same thing: accountability and counting your calorie intake. But it's the accountability where they get people to come in once, pay twice their, a week, or whatever. Pay their money, right? And then they feel accomplished, so they're being accountable. They're being held accountable with the weigh-ins.
1: And I'm obviously not anti-health. Neither am I. Or anti-exercise. In it by any stretch of the imagination. I I can speak to my journey, I'll call it. Is that a is that a buzzy no, dumb word I, too? I, no, I like that.
0: <laughs> I like that. That works.
1: So I have um a long history of disordered eating. Yes. That includes extremely limited calories, over exercise, exercising twice a day for a lengthy amount of time. Um Saving calories so I could drink alcohol. I mean, just uh, it's a lengthy past of disordered right. eating and using exercise as punishment. And I know that that is a super common thread amongst people of that I know. And then there's this period of healing and trusting yourself to eat intuitively or just to eat enough and then there like the the part that i'm at right now is that I, I i feel like i trust myself and i feel like i can start working out again and not feel like it's to lose weight because for so many years that's been the only function of exercise for me right was to lose weight so i'm slowly starting to put that back in my life in a more trusting balanced healthy way not looking at it like i need to get my soft tape measure out to see if I'm making any progress. Right. Which I used to use every single day. And I had a little document on my phone where I recorded how many inches around my thighs were.
0: Right. I know.
1: Which is not a fun way to live.
0: No. No. And and, and, and it. like I said, we could have this discussion today. We've had this discussion in the past. Even when we were doing our morning radio show, we would talk about this. And I said, you just wait and watch. Nothing will change. And okay. you want to know what? Nothing's changed. They still have. And it's, I understand there's a lot of trolls out there, but there's still, they are still, and they always will push the perfect, what they deem the perfect body.
1: And it's always right. how you can fix something. Right. You know, like th- this is, they're selling what's you on, you believing that there's something wrong with you that needs fixing. Right. And it's very frustrating.
0: a big A big uh, a big part of this is the eternal search for the fountain of youth. You will find that with a lot of older people. I'll, I'm going to admit something. Since the beginning of the year, I have made it made up my mind that I'm going to lose the COVID twenty I gained, and I've been really I've been working at it, and I've been I've been doing really well, but it's not. Without sometimes discomfort. Like I'm just, all I'm doing is calorie counting. Wanted to lose 20 pounds. I've lost about 15. I may go a little beyond 20 even now that i been into a groove. Because once you see that, right, you see any results, you get motivated. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm, I'm getting there. But even men, <laughs> even men, I'm inundated now. Because anytime I search anything, right, for healthier lifestyles, for like like men's fitness or anything like that mm-hmm. the algorithms are so good that they've got you cornered until you buy the products they put in front of you
1: what are they trying to sell you right but just everything everything
0: i mean it's just it's unbelievable like take this you're the reason you're losing muscle mass and and this is happening to you is you need these three substances one testosterone one some kind of get up and go juice mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. an accelerant and then these some whey protein thing. They're always trying to sell you something. And then those they'll, they'll they'll have these ads. Look at this guy. He's 55. Oh. I'm like, how many guys that are 55 have the time? And I've listened to physicians and dietitians break this down, and they will tell you to have those what Hollywood will try to tell you is the perfect body type would require extreme measures. Yeah. Right. Because it's not natural by any means. So it's as bad for men, but I think men shrug it off, and they're not held to the same standard—not even close—as women.
1: Well, look at look at the the gray hair example. And I know I've brought this up before, but when men go gray, it's sexy and distinguished, and they get they're like, "Oh, the silver fox. Oh, I love the gray in your beard." But when women go gray and don't touch up their roots or color their hair. The comments generally go like, oh, she's looking so old. Why doesn't she do something with her hair?
0: We've had, we've had this discussion, but it's true. It is true. It is true. We have a, we have a friend of ours who I well, obviously not going to name, but uh, she was recently had a pretty big change in her adult life. And she, and I, I almost didn't notice her because she stopped dyeing her hair and she's 100% gray few years younger than me even. And I was, I, <laughs> I ran into her in pet expo. I was just grabbing some bird food and it took me the better part of three or four seconds to figure out who she was. And I was like, Oh my God. And I didn't, you can't blurt out. Oh, your hair's gray. Preferably right, you, not. You but. can't do that. But that was what I noticed. I'm like, oh, okay, I got it. You didn't dye your hair because you look like a completely different person. She looks good. Yeah. She looks fantastic, just different because she hasn't dyed her hair.
1: It's funny what How you get. How many people
0: do you think are gray that, that, we don't, that you well, just don't know? Well, it's funny
1: what you get used to. Right. You know, you see people or you don't see them for a while and then you do and it, it can be surprising.
0: Right. It can be.
1: I am. I am uh, on to our topic from yesterday. I am manifesting my hair when it goes gray to be like white, silvery gray, like that people pay thousands of dollars for in a salon. That's
0: like that's you're throwing th- that out there. You're thinking of somebody like that, uh, um, Icon Accidental. Yes, and she's on, she's on Instagram. <laughs> she's fabulous. If, if you follow her on Instagram again, Icon Accidental, search it on Instagram. She is fabulous because so she is. And look how she's made like herself super famous. Oh yeah, right. How old is she?
1: I I think she's in her seventies.
0: She's fantastic.
1: And I may, I may be off, but see, even I'm I'm sitting here with this microphone preaching like body acceptance, and I'm still like, oh, I hope when I go gray, it looks like this, so it's more acceptable and prettier. Which is just that that isn't it. I, I mean, I'm I'm still healing. I'm I still struggle with aging. You know, I still struggle with my changing body, and I and I try really hard to accept it, but it's it's a work in progress.
0: The the funny thing is, it's always been an issue. It's just been different, and obviously, in today's world, you can't escape it because of the internet, mm-hmm. right? And specifically, social media. But uh, you know, people talk about some of the the cl- the classic beauties of past and throughout history. And if you were to see them, I th- the one that comes up a lot from what I've read is Cleopatra. She, to, by today's standards, would have been heavy. Oh, really? Yeah, and and but men literally, uh, bond over her. Oh right? my god, are you kidding me? She was striking and, and 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 beautiful, and she. But that body type then was different. What people deemed perfect was different than it what it what it is today. And I'm just wondering. At what point did it did we come up with the images that we have today? That's a
1: good question.
0: I'm wondering when that happened.
1: There's because, probably like his, you know, historians or fashion people who could, you know, break it down for
0: you. Right. Because even when I was younger, it was one thing to be thin, but now you you just can't even be thin. You have to be thin and ripped. You gotta have like abs. Abs, you have to look young. I mean, when I was watching, uh, we were watching the Grammys on Sunday night and I looked at Carrie Underwood's legs. God. (laughs) And I was like, that is incredible. I mean, like how long does it take to do that? And then just remember this when you think of Carrie Underwood or any of these other individuals. If you had somebody, let's say you had a million dollars to dedicate to your own personal chef every year and you had a million dollars to dedicate towards a personal trainer, just think, and, and maybe a dietitian and a, a, a maybe a, a therapist. And you had all of that, right? And that was your job was to look that good. It'd be a different story, but the rest of America, guess what? We have lives to lead.
1: <laughs> and I don't think I want what I look like taking up that much time and energy but and you, money,
0: but you want to know why they do? Because it takes them to the next level. I know. I, I guarantee you, if, if Carrie Underwood did not have, as great as a singer as she is, and she's super talented, probably one of the nicest people. I, I I don't know her, but I've read that she has a social anxiety disorder, so she comes across as as standoffish sometimes. But if she wasn't as fit, as she is, and they didn't do her hair the way they do, she wouldn't be as famous as she is.
1: Which is so sad. But that's the truth. I'm not disagreeing with you.
0: And it's an ugly truth, but it's the truth.
1: I was just thinking about her, and any time ever that she's photographed while she's performing, the the comments are thousands, and they're always about how fit she is and her legs. Look at her legs. Goals, leg goals, 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 all the time. That's it. Right. And I just wonder for her, like, how much space does that take up in her head? And how much pressure does that put on her to keep that physique and to work that hard and have that trainer and that chef and all of those things? And, like, does she, is that really where she wants to be? Or does she feel right. like she has to be because of exactly what you just said? Which is true.
0: I can tell you this after three decades almost in radio. I, I can say this for sure, beyond the shadow of any doubt. Being beautiful helps you a ton. Okay? And that's whether you're a, a a man or a woman. Specifically being a woman. And a great example uh, is I, I am a... Huge. I, I may be her biggest fan, and I'm talking about Ashley McBride. Ashley McBride would have been a lot more famous a lot sooner if she had that same appeal as Carrie Underwood. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Ashley McBride.
1: Well, I but think she's referenced that She before. has.
0: She absolutely has. And it's sad because she's pretty. She's a really pretty girl. But she doesn't have that Barbie doll makeup you, you get what i'm saying yeah, right and, yeah and
1: ashley has referenced it and i and she owns it and she's like this is who i am and i'm not gonna no change my appearance to appease the powers that be in nashville to make me more famous right she, and i
0: i'm gonna say before anybody gets upset uh carrie underwood would, would be famous anyways because she has a great voice another example of somebody who's 12 car pile up gorgeous and has a great voice is Carly Pierce. Mm-hmm. Right. And she's another one of those ones. Has her looks helped her along? Absolutely. There's not even a question because of how corrupt <laughs> the industry is. But she is super talented as well. And I I think honestly, when you talk with some of them, it's been a burden because I'm sure it has. They've had to carry that. With them and all of the rude, nasty and and just gross guys that have come along as they've made their way up through the industry, because they're and I've experienced it. I've watched it firsthand in radio promotions, entertainment in mm-hmm. the industry in general is gr- just nasty when it comes to women making it. It is. It is. I mean, I'm, ju- I'm just telling you the honest guy no, through.
1: And I mean, I. This well, I'll save it for another episode, but I mean I could tell stories of my own yeah. experiences in the entertainment industry to that end, right? And it's not pretty, no, at all.
0: It's so sad. It really is. It, it, it was one of the things that really turned my stomach. I was yes. like, I mean, to yeah, watch it's... that unfold, and uh, it was you know again we we had this discussion you yeah. know on Monday where we were like why'd you leave radio? We didn't even bring any of that stuff up, right? I have seen some some horrible things over the years, right? But we didn't even bring that up. But, I mean, it it is. It's part of the industry. I mean, and it works for you. And it's not just entertainment either. I mean, in in corporate America...
1: It happens all It it
0: happens all the time. It's not just the entertainment industry, but it is amplified in the entertainment industry because you are the focus Mm -hmm. of everything, right? Right. And, And your visual... Is a big part of uh, making it. There's not even a question.
1: Early in my career, it was very hard. And this, and I, and I'm not saying this to be like egotistical or vain at all. But early in my career, it was very hard to separate. It was hard for me to not have my looks be the most interesting thing about me.
0: But you do you know what I'm saying? Yes, but you told me that when you were younger, you were people preached to you it how was, how it, important it was it to was, be pretty.
1: It was a very big focus, and I think, like looking back, I I think my parents had good intentions, and I know they loved me very much. But I and I think they were promoting that because they knew the the pretty privilege thing. Like it, it, was, it, it was, can help you advance, and it, it can help you get places
0: it would give you a leg up.
1: Right. And, right. I, and I understand where they were coming from with that um, but that is not really the messaging that I prefer to pass on in my parenting.
0: <laughs> no, no. I, I'm with like,
1: you. There's, there's much more interesting things about me than what I look like. Right. But for a long time I I believed that that was the most interesting thing about me. Right. It was, was how I look. And I um, it's it isn't
0: have you uh have, have you been familiar well we we talked a few weeks ago about the Valerie Bertinelli thing I,
1: I haven't seen the post well you
0: should sh- well if you just google it it will come up but she of course was married for years she's an the American actress who now has a a cooking on one of the food networks right yes she does and she's an author and she's uh She's, she's just wonderful. She really is. You see her on QVC with David Venable once in a while. Oh, okay. And uh, she talked about, and because she was you know a sex symbol when she was younger. She was on the uh, show One Day at a Time, and then she married Eddie Van Halen, and she was part of that rock and roll scene with Heather Locklear and the rest of the, all of them, that group of girls, right? And uh, she wound up obviously divorcing Eddie and just kind of, stepping back into a more slow-paced taste uh pay, slow-paced lifestyle I would say but she just took a look at herself one day recently like within the last few months and she just felt really really down because that wasn't the vision in her mind mm-hmm. of what she looked like and it all just came crashing down at once and she talked about I mean she did a literally, she recorded and she put it up. I watched it. It was on, I think it might've been on, on TikTok or one of her Instagram reels, one of those. And she broke it down and just talked about it. And I was like, oh my God, I hope that never happens to, to Clara, right? Cause you and I are, we, we, we work very hard to get that into her head, mm-hmm. right? And it was a, it was interesting to hear her, her break that down. Right. Talk about how it, you know, it's just like, that's, even at her age and all she, after she, all she's mm-hmm. been through she's still expected to look like she did when she was 25
1: and and you see that with actresses a lot like Shelley long and um uh
0: who is the one from top gun
1: the one from top gun is the one that i kelly can't, mcgillis kelly mcgillis yeah um and it's like when you put that much focus on how you look and you know your looks are going to change that's this the whole like anti aging fountain of youth thing you're always chasing that appearance that you had when you were young and you and you think that that is going to like you if you if only you can get back to that everything right. will be okay if right. only I could look like that or weigh that amount and there's which, which it doesn't it doesn't make you happy it doesn't solve your problems no none of it
0: and it's uh i <laughs> It's like, well, first of all, I want to make sh- I want to make sure to emphasize that we're not bashing working out or being fit. No, but man, I- I- if you do, if you do anything to to try to head down that road, obviously, good for you. And I mean, if you and if you look like that, good for you. And you've probably worked very hard, absolutely. Right? And there I'm- are people I I know people that are in that kind of shape, and I'm like, they work really really hard at it. So I'm not taking anything from them, but there are some people that could spend seven days a week, two hours, three hours a day in the gym and never look like that. They just can't do it. Their body's not, they're not meant to look like that.
1: And I'm coming at it from more of the mental health aspect, like at what cost right. is that? And obviously there's some I- people
0: that get, that get. I mean, that that's their high. Working out and 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 and, and uh, bodybuilding and, and and that type of thing. I mean, that's that's what that's their drug of choice, and I understand that. Good for them, but I just think that everybody, there's no way.
1: No, I yeah, I just I used to say like, oh, I have to work out for my mental health, but really, the mental health that I was referring to was the reassurance that I wasn't going to get fat. <laughs> right. I'm I'm and it sounds no. terrible, but that's that was the mental health. That I thought I was
0: and that, helping. And that's not healthy. No, no, no. Mentally. No,
1: no. That <laughs> is right. not how you do not it. Not at all. So that's the place that I'm coming from. And I and I know everyone's on their own journey and I don't begrudge anyone's journey.
0: I, yeah, I agree. But th- that when I saw the Camila Cabello post again, I was like, this never ends.
1: No. It's and it, never. I don't, I don't.
0: It won't. It won't. I can tell you, I mean, over and over again, this happens and it doesn't matter because the guys that control the industry like that look and they're going to make sure that that's all there is. Mm-hmm. So that's just the way it goes. Don't beat yourself up. Right? That's what I would tell people. If you if you have one of those moments, just look around you, right? I think we're all unique and we're all different and not everybody looks like Ken and Barbie.
1: They don't. You know, honestly. And wouldn't life be boring if we all did?
0: Wouldn't it be? That's just incredible. But it's something to be, you know, aware of and certainly uh, talk to your kids about as they're growing up. Yeah. Right?
1: And let's stop saying fat like it's the worst possible thing you could be.
0: All right. Again, you can follow us online. Go to georgeandjess.com and... We want you to find our podcast wherever you find any of your favorite podcasts.
1: You can just search us up on your favorite podcast platform and uh, hit subscribe and you'll get a notification every weekday morning at six when our new episode is live.
0: That's right. Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Audible, wherever. Make sure you subscribe. And by the way, don't forget to tune into my TikTok update (laughs) from the bird feeder (laughs) every morning. Uh, usually when I roll out of bed. So again, our our, our podcast will launch at 6 a.m. Uh, subscribe, get that, and, and hit that like button, and uh, we'll send you a reminder. So we'll talk to you tomorrow morning, uh, and we'll have something, uh, well, mind-bending for sure. <laughs>